0: Yes. Oh, what was that? What are we doing? Go on, go on, go on. It sounds like something you find in your penis. Oh, God. <laughs> I got my feet in cement. I got my head in the clouds. You
1: might.
0: This, we I guess even though we're not really having specific hosts anymore, maybe we should at least rotate who starts talking because it hasn't really worked out well so far. Do it. Do it. Come mm. on, Mary. Do it. You are not it. Me. You are not it. Reagan. Okay, Brad Lades.
1: Oh, hello, th- or Wanda. Can I be Wanda <laughs>
0: today? Sure. <laughs> Whatever you want.
1: Um, hello there, ladies. It is Wanda Wisdom, and I'm very <laughs> excited to invite you to enjoy part of our aural feast. That's a u r a ah. l feast. Uh, Speak with- for
2: yourself. Feast
1: of oh <laughs> yes. Well, don't be foolish, Madge. Uh, We're speaking, of course, with Madge Weinstein slash uh, Richard.
0: Since you're Wanda, I'll be Madge.
1: Okay, all right. So you're just uh, Madge, and I'm just Wanda, and then there's just Reagan, which is also a new show on the Disney Channel, I think, starting this fall. It is. Well, ladies, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff happening this week. Yes. In addition to to Amanda Bynes still being... a. Absolutely absurd, and Paula Dean losing her marbles and all of her money. Uh, the homosexuals won a ginormous victory in the Supreme Court.
0: And um, discuss. There's one more big item that I don't think you might have known about because you're not all that aware of the world as I am. Which is, I switched cell phone carriers. <laughs>
1: Now, did you do what I did? Uh, Are you on with the T-Mobile so you don't have a contract, so you got to pay $3,000 for a phone?
0: But better, Mary, I got the uh, T-Mobile, yes, the $30 a month plan, which is not very marketed, marketed very well, $30 a month, unlimited gigabytes, or whatever the kids call it, unlimited data, unlimited texting, but only 100 minutes of voice. So I hooked it up with the Google Voice. I transferred my number to Google Voice, and I went from $100 a month to 30 Oh, God, I need to know how to do this. I'll tell you later. I might make a YouTube. Oh, you should, because I like the sound of this. Who uses voice anymore? I know. And you still can. You just got to use a VoIP. Anyway, gay things.
1: Yes, so uh, homosexuality. Um,
0: discuss.
2: Well... Let's hold off on homosexuality for ah. Madge's friend.
0: Oh, and we are going to have a guest, Raymond Christensen of the Norway is going to be joining us in a little while. And um, I thought you said he was Finnish. Or is did he I just say started? I mean he's from. He's, <laughs> 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 oh. No. I suddenly
2: done? have. I'm now um, pro gun.
0: Well, okay. Mm. Th- pro, I'm pro gunt but i would like to say can we do three three sort of sections let's be a little organized you know unlike me and maybe we do the 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 thing with the blacks first the oh thing, yeah so the thing with the rights. yeah then the thing with the gays when we'll bring yeah. raymond on and then the, the snowden thing which yeah. we sti- and maybe between, so the traders between
2: <laughs> the uh voting rights act stuff and the gay stuff we can also talk about wendy davis and austin okay Right. Okay,
0: call a call? So the ladies <sighs> anyway, do it do do, go,
2: <laughs>
1: okay, so uh, well, if you were a fan of democracy and fair elections, uh, challenges took place this week in the form of a Supreme court announcement, discuss
2: well, the Basically gutted the Voting Rights Act, and correct me if I'm wrong because I didn't read this decision, but from what I can understand before, one of the things that the Voting Rights Act, um, one of the provisions was that state laws regarding people who cast votes had to go through the federal government so that state governments couldn't just arbitrarily make up you know, all of these ridiculous, like, like, for instance, I saw something this morning that was a literacy test mm-hmm. that people in Louisiana had to take, and it's an actual document um, from the 1960s, and it, so I'll give you some of, examples of some of the questions posed on this literacy exam to vote you had to do this in 10 minutes and it's a lot of questions um and if you didn't then you would fail and you wouldn't be able to vote so like one of them is uh draw a line through the letter below that comes earliest in the alphabet okay that one's not that hard hold on um draw a line around the shortest word in this line okay, what does draw a line around mean? Does that mean I need to circle it or draw a line? So basically the point is, is that
0: you could you, construe it however you want to. You, mm-hmm. Right, right.
2: And then you would have evidence to say, well, no, look, they failed but of course white people would never fail the test. It right. was all, and it would uh, it was always like white judges who would be the arbiter of whether or not these people passed mm-hmm. or failed the literacy test. Mm-hmm. So the voting, one of the brilliant things about the VRA is that it prohibited state government from doing shisty things like this. Mm. And now?
0: Well, I, I, okay, I already read, first of all, that the, the Texas law that they've already, I think, put into place, I could be wrong, but I did read this, requires a, either a passport or an original birth certificate, both of which are very difficult and or expensive to get. And I don't even know, I mean, that's difficult for white people to get, too. I mean, most people don't have passports, do they? But that's, you know, I want to talk about the decision itself, because I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I feel like I kind of I like the court. It's my favorite branch of our government, because it seems to me it's the closest to having some sort of fairness to it. Um, I like the way that they do things logically as best as they can. You know, they're, of course, biased, but they use their own you know they use logic very heavily, and I, to me, what what um, Roberts said was his rationale is that the 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 way that they um, determine which states fall under the voters the whatever the voters' right act is outdated. It's from like whenever it started, like in the sixties. It was like
1: the nineteen sixties. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the and- so the, that was outdated. So they're supposed to update it, and Congress was supposed to update it, and because they're a failure, they didn't. So the decision, if you look at it logically, I don't know if it was all that. What do you think?
1: Well, and I think, and I remember now, because I've just Googled it, and what we're talking about, I think, is Mm. this pre-clearance stuff. And it's certain states have to jump over certain hoops because of their, you know, history with uh, voting. So, for example, I'm assuming here that, like, in Minnesota— we can make different rules regarding our elections uh, as compared to a state like Texas. And it is, as you said, now up to Congress to sort of go back and hopefully legislate this problem away. So I don't, and again, I haven't read this too clearly. Just from what I've heard on the news coverage that I pay attention to, it sounds like Congress knew this was coming and sort of decided to not address the issue and let it go over the cliff in terms of heading to the Supreme court.
0: Well, and I feel like the, you know, I, I feel like the effect of, of what happened is very bad and will work very much to the detriment of black voters. And they're going to re they're going to gerrymander all those districts and they're going to make it so that there's much You know the blacks basically will have much less of a say in their elections because they're going to be divided up into different sections. This is going to give the state governments a lot more Republican power to implement things that the ALEC group does, which is the Koch brothers thing. So it's kind of sneaky, yes. But the thing is, the effect is horrible. But Mm -hmm. that wasn't the decision itself. The decision, you know, it's not like the Supreme Court says, fuck black people, Um, you know, let's just make this thing illegal now and, you know, and give white people back their power. It's like, no, this statute, we have to go by the way things are written, and according to the way this is written, we have to nullify this, and it's up to Congress to do this part now. But,
2: but why... What was the problem? What was the problem to which overturning it was responding, that some states had to do it and some states mm -hmm. didn't have to do it? Well, I mean, I think it could be argued that the states who continue to have to do it still suffer from widespread systemic racism. Yes, And and I loved Ginsburg's uh, dissenting opinion where she said it's like giving your umbrella away during a rainstorm because you're not getting wet. Oh, I'm not wet. Here, take my umbrella. Well, it's, you know, the, you're taking yes, but, away the very thing that but the, is preventing harm. But, I, I just don't get it.
1: But well, whether or not
0: you are wet is not necessarily clear, as clear as where the racism is. You know, the
1: problem is, I think, too, is that the notion of racism as it was defined and constructed to be a part of law in 1964 is entirely different than it is today. So it's not that there's no racism any longer in our country, but, and this is where it to me is going to be a big question it 's going to depend on how this what actually happens as a result, but the way that it needs to be defined and treated under law today, the language does need to be different because just going by our notions of of race and elections in one thousand nine hundred and sixty four seems a little bit out of touch. But that doesn't mean that it's not necessary today. It's just that we need to talk about it or at least put it into law in a way that really captures what's actually going on. Because it's not that racism disappeared. It's that racism put on different clothes.
0: Well, it's not fair to the states that that maybe there's a state. I don't know. uh, Let's say Rhode Island. Let's say Rhode Island is now full of racism. And it wasn't before. Is that fair to that they still get to make their decisions about their... But
1: they don't have to go through this pre-clearance, But, but yeah. the
0: other ones don't, when they haven't reviewed these restrictions.
1: Well, yeah, because the other thing is, like, here in Minnesota, we don't have to jump through those hoops, and I guarantee you there have been all sorts of conversations about... And we actually had this conversation um, that, you know, we wanted to have people uh, show up to the polls with, uh, you know, a state-issued ID. And... I I really feel that a lot of that came from a place of, you know, uh, for being afraid of foreigners or right. being concerned that like immigrant Mexicans are going to
0: somehow take over. I don't know what the <laughs> all the way is. from. Uh, yeah. Just over well, the border, I, Mexico and Minnesota
2: two of the biggest in my opinion two of the biggest myths that are totally unfounded out there are number 1 that there's all this uh voter fraud like right. there's this epidemic of voter fraud around the country mm-hmm. and then the other one is that people who receive welfare are on drugs yes <laughs> and it just and or black, There's all or of black. This, all of this evidence, uh, all of this research that proves the contrary. Right, and I, I really went off on my mom a few months ago because she posted one of those memes about how people on welfare need to, you know, sure you can have welfare money, but you need to submit to uh, drug screening. And I just it, it drove me crazy, and I linked like all of these research studies, and I just I can't. Well, stand not just it.
1: that, but look at how much we spend on fuck. Uh, well, I can swear on this. Pl- I I keep because I do radio now. I, it's hard for me to swear. All these people.
0: It's not that, hard for me to swear.
1: <laughs> we. Sp- you want to use the N of, word right now, don't you? That, yeah. That what you were talking about? No. The, the yeah, of of course,
0: that, subtext is so very loud right now, isn't it?
1: The amount of money that we spend on fucking <laughs> welfare <laughs> is so minute compared to the amount of money. That we spend on everything else, and yet people want to worry about that. It's it, like Because they will say, you know, we have to do this because the times are tough and the economy is hard and we need to, you know, well, get our... Like
2: h- race, well, things like racism are so heavily embedded in myths such as black people are drug addicts, they are criminals, they are... So, and it doesn't matter how much you prove otherwise... People are so uh, connected, you know, they, they embrace these myths so much that all the evidence in the world isn't going to mm-hmm. prove them wrong. I mean, it, it's the same thing as the war against
0: science in this country. Well, it's complicated, the, raz- the racism and crime thing, because most people incarcerated are black. But the problem is it's because those laws people are more tar- likely to be laws- convicted.
2: Well, laws target them, yeah. number one. And number two, law enforcement mm-hmm. targets them so it's uh it's doubly fucked up for them
1: yeah in in my head, you know people want to talk about whether you know like have we moved on, are we less racist than we were all you It, it just so frustrates me that all you have to do is look at the criminal justice system and here like for example, here in Minnesota, we have literally mm. we're not deep south, okay, but yet we have one of the largest uh disparities among our students so that students of color underperform at such a an abysmal rate as compared to their white counterparts that it's it's shocking it's some, I I I don't know the actual statistics so I don't even want to make something up but it's absolutely atrocious and yet you would think you know oh it's minnesota they they don't have a race problem yet the the economic and the education disparities between white and black students is are, is so ridiculous that you don't have to Come up with some cockamamie excuse for why you know things have changed in this country. All you have to do is look at our, you know, lo- just look at what's actually going on, as measured by how many black people are in prison and how many uh, people's test scores do not. Yes,
0: um, um, can we move? Oh, and the way that, especially in Chicago where I live, how the the forty nine schools, our shit face uh, mayor, Mayor Rahm Emanuel. Um, he closed 49 schools recently and all of them were in you know minority neighborhoods where there's lots and lots of gang activity how is that going to help the fact that we're like i yeah. think we're like the murder capital of the US and what he's already get, it's obvious what he's going to do is make them charter schools like what they did in, in um Louisiana. and charter
1: schools are proven to again we just had yeah. one of the, uh, we just had a study come out that showed our ter- charter schools do less or uh they the students that go to charter schools perform uh poor more poorly on standardized tests than their counterparts in non-charter schools and so they're going to shuffle all these people to those schools which are substandard and yeah. sub-performing and then you know they don't have unions oh it's a mess
0: um Okay, should we? Um, what did did you want to bring uh, Raymond on first, or do you want to just talk about the 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 lady with the Texas Austin thing and the abortions?
2: Yeah, the Texas state senator from our, our I don't know oh, who Texas. She's a lady in Texas. She's a lady in Texas. She's in the Congress she yeah. the texas congress uh and she is from dallas i'm sure everybody knows who we're talking about at this point yeah. because she Wendy did a Davis. filibuster <laughs> against a senate bill so I, she must be a senator then <laughs> See <how that> works?
0: <laughs> gay laugh and um, hashtag gay laugh
2: right oh i need to yeah i'm trying to work on that i'm trying to work on that just do it do um, it
0: differently now just practice
2: one. Yeah, I will. I will I'll practice that along with my ukulele. Okay. Just getting everything in the right chord. All, right. all right. And so. so she filibustered a Senate bill that would restrict I don't know exactly what Do you do you all know what the language of the law is? It was it basically going
1: to it was basically going to cut off all the funding that would have sh- it would have shut down like 40 facilities across the state of Texas that yeah. provide either services or um Help to women that
0: I don't yeah, know. If, all I'm but five it wasn't
1: just abortions.
0: All but, but five, um because what happened? What they did is they did a roundabout way, and they made it so doctors have to do all the g- jump through all these hoops to be able to practice at an at an abortion clinic. Like they have to admitting privileges within a certain amount of miles, and all all these standards that were raised to be ridiculously high in order to to have this effect. You know, in other Got words, it. yeah, yeah. And what she did is she filibustered it, right? She just kept talking. And, well, Texas is a fucking mess. And did you see that um, parody in The Onion? They're like, well... Texans are happy because even though they lost the abortion thing, they get to watch a woman get executed tonight for their 500th execution,
2: <laughs> Oh yeah,
0: which happened well, the other I day. Well, and I've seen
2: something going around the Internet and different social networks where it, it points out the hypocrisy of Rick Perry talking about how we need this abortion law because we need to value life and also celebrating the execution of – this woman
0: and i think this is a wonderful bridge to to bringing raymond on because to me it's it's almost like i wonder if the way texas looks to me from a liberal city like chicago is that how like america looks to to from europe like that's stupid and and fucked up yes. must be must be worse must be I worse i think that's probably a good okay i'm going to call him i don't want to leave him too much is that okay yeah, yeah. is he is he gay no
2: it's, is he white? Yeah. Okay. I've good. known him for a oh, long time. Raymond, are not. you there?
0: <laughs> well, that wouldn't. We need to have a little controversy. Anyway, it's ringing. So, Raymond?
3: Yes, I'm here.
0: Hi, Raymond. This is May. i managed How this. I'm good, thank you. you. I want to introduce uh, Raymond. Raymond is from a wonderful country known as Norway. I'm doing Wanda Wisdom stuff, and I have Wanda Wisdom here. Hello. uh, And Reagan Fox.
2: Hello. Is Norway where Borat is from? Who? Borat?
3: No, that's something else. Okay.
0: So I've known Raymond since 2005. We met at the VloggerCon. He was one of the first video blogging geeks. And uh, he's had an interesting... um, Life, I guess <laughs> he has interesting <laughs> yeah. uh, views and things and he's intelligent. So I thought it would be interesting to have him on, especially with respect to the Snowden thing. But then of course, all this business came up with the gays. So, uh, so I thought we would chat a little bit about the gays and then, uh, then talked about the Snowdy.
3: Yeah. Snowdy. So, uh, what yeah. Do, we're, what we're do you think about this,
0: this, uh, our Supreme court thing? Doma. Oh,
3: um, I I saw a video today, the match, about Bill about Clinton being, you know, the guy who invented, not invented this, but um, 1996, and how people forget the past. And I think the future will be the same. I think in the future you also you will have, you know, some same, same kind of circus in the media about the Supreme Court having, you know, to deal with this. Right. So again. You're,
0: you're talking about the. Yeah. Because I made this video. Uh, earlier in the week. Uh, basically. Because of course. I'm a curmudgeon. So on the day that. Everybody's celebrating. Doma being overturned. I come on. And finally get angry enough. To put a. Uh, my makeup and wig on. And I did a video. Basically. I was upset at the fact that. Um, that. I hardly heard any mention. Of the fact that. Of the dark irony. That all of this celebration was to overturn something that bill clinton signed into into law and i just find it i just find it mind-boggling that it's not mentioned i mean nobody mentioned it even amy goodman didn't mention democracy now and i feel like i'm in like weird land or something
2: well it's a complicated issue because doma and don't ask don't tell were both clintonian compromises and when it a politician's a politician and is going to bend whichever way the wind tells them. I think that gay men in particular have a love affair and are pretty forgiving when it comes to Bill Clinton because he's the one who really turned things around when it came to HIV and AIDS funding in the United States. And
0: Is that so? yeah yeah
2: yeah i mean reagan waited seven years into his presidency before he ever uttered aids in a public speech uh bush senior certainly wasn't any better so really the and 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 you can see it in the health of gay men and what happened uh to aids well i don't know how much i would thank
0: uh, bill clinton for that versus people like queer nation and act up well
2: no no certainly but it's not just – they are different pieces of right. the puzzle, because ACT UP didn't just come about in, in 1992. Right, right. <laughs> you know, they had been around for quite some time, but they didn't have any sympathetic ears in okay. places of power. But see,
0: and, I, I also remember being in the 90s, and uh, it must have been around the same time, 95, 96, before Clinton re-election. And I remember him firing Jocelyn Elders because she wanted to give out condoms in schools. And
1: she was talking about masturbation, yes. Yeah,
0: and in fact, I I just remembered this after I made the video, but I didn't even vote for Clinton that second term. I voted against him because I was so angry with him.
1: You know, I remember, gosh, I don't even, now that I think about it, I think I did vote for him, but I feel like that was either shortly before or around the same time that I started hanging out with a bunch of socialists and then got really, (laughs)
2: really... You're a red red... Is that when you started I was a, doing drugs? I was a
1: card-carrying member of the International Socialist Organization. Um, Did not know that.
2: Wanda is, I, that when you start, Wanda, is that when you started doing drugs?
1: Yes.
2: I, you know, it's so hard
1: because I feel as though you want to celebrate the fact... Like, I think the very fact that it was Bill Clinton that signed this into law and now we're in a place where even, you know... I don't know, that we're now in a place where there are even Republicans who will publicly, and there's like one of them, but yeah. still, we're in a place where they will publicly support gay marriage. It just, right. like, you have to be able to step back. Of course. And say, wow, I had no idea and I had no thought in my head that this would ever happen.
0: I totally think that's wonderful and I agree with that. But the thing is, my issue is forgetting the past and almost revising the history. Because there are Mm. kids out there that were, you know, that were like four years old when Clinton did this, that don't remember this. And if we don't mention it, it, it disappears from history. And I feel like that's what a lot of Democrats and progressives are trying to do is make it disappear. The problem with that I have is that you lose your uh, ability to learn from history and i see a direct parallel to this and all the cia or nsa snooping that's going on because right now obama is ripping the constitution to shreds and going against his principles as stated before he was elected to just spy on are you all there Yes. I heard my Skype. Just yeah. just to spy on people like like ridiculously going against the Constitution. But what does what does this tell him when, you know, for Clinton gets forgotten? So they'll just say, you know, in twenty years, oh well, that was just Obama. You know, he had to do what the politics said and spy on people. I think it's just too easy to let them get away without remembering history.
3: So when it comes to h- historical um awareness, were any of you around in nineteen twelve? Yeah. No. No. Unless
1: you're Shirley McLean,
3: Because um, in 1912, the, after the First World War, the, there was an establishment called the Black Chamber that was established. Uh, of course, established. And what they did was to um, start collecting um, um, Americans com- communicating with others. And they had the Western Union and some other companies giving information to the government. Um, and Black t- Chamber turned into other things. And then later on in the 50s, it became the NSA. And it's been going on forever. So this is not the Obama thing or Bushini or Bush Jr. or Bill Clinton even. It's been around for ages. And I'm, what is surprising to me, well, many things are surprising to me, <laughs> but um, is that we act so shocked. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, is this really happening and and I'm like, of course it's happening. I'm just being cynical, maybe. But but you know, we we've, we've known about this for years. But the thing is, now it's being powerpoint slides, and you know, you see it with, from their point of view internal. Of course, that's different. But I'm not surprised. Were any of you really surprised by this?
0: I'm surprised because Obama is supposed to be my friend, and he's against spying and all that. And isn't the difference between that from between now and 1919? And the other times, isn't the difference the fact that now we're collecting data on everyone? I mean, before it was, you know, there were witch hunts, yes, and it was horrible, of course. But, but I don't think anything compares to this, except for like the East German uh, Stasi when they collected information on every single person and every single conversation. Breaking
2: breaking news. I'm sorry. I just want to say this. Uh, gay marriages can now resume in California. The U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals on Friday cleared the way for gay marriages to resume. Oh, good. And I'm, I'm guessing immediately.
0: I thought they had already, oh, this is further, because when the, this is yeah, not so, just, it's, so it's not the just up to the court clerk.
2: ruled, but then um, it went back to the Ninth Circuit Court uh-huh. because the Ninth Circuit Court, I guess, is the one who put the scale on marriages. And then the Ninth Circuit Court has okay. now made it. Legal. So now everything's, you know, because we didn't know how long we were going to have to wait. It could have been a month. It could have been. Got it. However Sorry, I didn't mean. Well, well I guess I did interrupt. But I it was important.
0: That's worth interrupting about. So, what about this thing about you know comparing it? Def- did, Raymond, do you think it's relevant that now it's everyone versus? Oh know? yeah,
3: definitely. Definitely. I mean, uh, so you have the Pisa. I don't know what is the name of the this this court that was installed. Spicer. Visa, yeah, Weiser. Um So at some point they started to ignore it, and um, and um, they were like, "Well, if this American um, is talking with someone who is a terrorist, then we should be listening to the American uh, because then he is involved in some way." Uh, and <clears throat> it all went down a slippery slope at some point. I don't know when, but for me. I guess, um, I don't know if you talked about my background, but um, in January, I lost my uncle in Algeria. So, he was one of the five Norwegians who who died. Um, He was at the the gas plant. and And
0: Which was an Al-Qaeda terrorist attack, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Akim, the Al-Qaeda in Maghreb. Um, Northern, uh, yeah, uh, some group from there. Mm-hmm. The Mister Marlbor Man uh, smuggling, kidnapping, doing whatever he wants, and then you know, killing people. Um, and one of my questions I had, you know, the last weeks was, well, if we were spying on everyone, well, really everyone, would it really help? Did and, it then help? I, and then I think uh, maybe not, maybe, maybe not at all, because it's. Uh, SIGINT, you know, uh, signals intelligence, is not really going to help if you don't have humint, you know, human intelligence and really knowing what's going on. I mean, what is SIGINT?
0: I'm not familiar with that.
3: So SIGINT, uh, there are two types of um, gathering information, I guess, two broad types. So there's humint, human intelligence, or mm-hmm. uh, like people listening. Uh, like with Russia, Soviet Union, before you had a lot of human, CIA, NSA. Um, knowing about Soviet politics and stuff. And then you have SIGINT, which is signals intelligence, which is, you know, just the white tapping. Automated.
1: um, Yeah. So basically data versus somebody looking at the data. Okay. Yeah. So we're catching now such a broad swath of information that just because we have all this information, that doesn't imply that you're able to do anything with it if nobody's actually looking at it and
0: doing math around it. Or yeah, the quality that, of it, even if they are doing the math, what is the quality of the results? You know, is yeah. it accurate? Does it stop so, terrorism?
3: So, well, computers can they can do a lot, and there are programs where you have sigint um, analysis, analysis of you know the tons of data, but the analysis is is really not that perfect either. You have um, so I don't know who it was, but I think it was yeah, I think it was Mister Obama who said. A few days after they spoke in June, he said, "Well, nobody's listening to your phone records." Right. And I'm like, "Of course not," but still, your phone conversation is being analyzed, transcribed, and they're analyzing, you know, pitch and uh, what words you use. So there's certain words like, whatever. Okay, but Um, that's
0: not what Snowden said. What Snowden said is they are, in fact, listening to individual conversations and agents have the ability, maybe it's not legal, but they have the ability and they often do listen to people they want to listen to. All they need is an email address, right?
3: Yes. So that's, uh, the, I mean, I'm just talking about the process here. Okay. So you have, you have the, 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 the sort of the mining data mining. And then, and then you, because one of the questions I had was, um, okay, so you have the tons of data, which is really less, you know, Humongous, um, and then how do you? How does it trickle down into being? You know something you can uh, action upon, mm-hmm. and and yeah, you can. The person who comes in comes in a much later stage. Comes in when you have a dashboard or something where you have um, information about um, maybe five hundred phone calls talking about this keyword in 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 uh, in Baghdad.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you're saying, you know, the data basically, it sounds like what you're saying is the data used appropriately isn't necessarily a bad thing?
3: No, I'm not. No, I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) I guess, I guess, I'm what I'm saying is America needs to shape up.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) Well, yes, there's a list. <laughs> and it's a long
0: list. Well, that's so. why I that's really why I was interested in having Raymond on even though I forgot, <laughs> which is that he because he has a direct you know contact with a, a tragic terrorist event personally. Um how does that, you know, how do how do these kind of heavy-handed techniques um you know make you you know I don't know what I'm trying to say, Can I just you know say I mean? uh, yeah. can
1: I just interrupt for a Please moment do. and say I, I think for me the conflation of, or I should say, the thought that, because I think what a lot of people, a lot of Americans, when they hear the stories about us wiretapping and recording conversations and looking through all this information, they think I'm fine with this so long as you are protecting us. But it is that notion that just because we collect all of this data that we are somehow protecting people much less getting to the question of what we're being protected from. And that's when I feel like this whole whitewashing of history business, right. ever since Iraq and ever since nine eleven specifically, is that we needed to be protected from something, something that none of us can actually agree on yeah. what that is. So right. is it, is it yeah, Al-Qaeda? It's a,
2: it's a very abstract enemy. It, it reminds me of when Bush gave the speech right after... The events of September eleventh and he kept referring to evil doers yeah. and how we needed to get the evil doers and just to take this up a level of abstraction, I teach rhetorical theory um, it 's probably the class that I teach the most at my university, and I just included a unit on Antonio Gramsci, who was an Italian thinker who was imprisoned by Mussolini, and he spent most of his life in jail and wrote Mm. prison notebooks, and that's where his theories come from. And he had a lot to do with taking Marxist notion, um, uh, like Marxist thought, and applying it to culture. And this is what we see going on is textbook um, cultural hegemony, because hegemony relies on making it seem like common sense, like the people in power make it seem uh-huh. like common sense that the people who are being ruled over adopt the values of the people who are the rulers, you know. So, so as long as we have a really abstract enemy that's, yeah. you know, could, could be in our very own backyard. Well, it like it's, Orwell al- it's almost like, like yeah. the American government is pulling a poltergeist on us. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is what made poltergeist so scary in the nineteen eighties is that the evil was always outside. Mm-hmm. And poltergeist brought the evil in into your suburban home mm-hmm. and th- that is what this um, insidiousness is premised upon right and, that and, we, mm-hmm. we we have to spy on our own people because look they're right here look at what happened in Boston and mm-hmm. how much are you willing to sacrifice if that means you can get on a plane and and exhale and inhale a little bit deeper
1: and I also feel like too that there needs to be a challenging of this notion that or this another whitewashing of history that there weren't people at the time who didn't see very clearly clearly what was going on so that when bush started to make this you know beat the drum that we needed to go after iraq that there weren't people around well and even right after nine eleven, that that we there were people who knew exactly what the government was trying to do in terms of creating this like nefarious evil in order to either coalesce power or you know pass things like the patriot uh, the um the Patriot Act. I was going to say the Patriot attack, which, you know, kind of the same mm-hmm. thing. And that, you know, because I feel like now people would say, well, at the time, we just thought we were protecting everyone. We we just, it, you know, it was not a, we didn't think we were, uh, you know, going too far. We thought we were making, you know, uh, uh, adjustments to our to our uh, personal freedoms based on the threat. But there were people at the time who were like, this is not a threat that the the measure you're trying to, to give us, the solution you're trying to give us in the form of the Patriot Act over uh, supersedes what the problem actually is. And I feel like politicians today want to pretend like things were so different and we were so afraid at that moment that we had to... Right. Do these things. And now, yes, there's mm-hmm. overreach and we should mm-hmm. address it. But th- this has been a constant march toward, um, at least in my mind anyway, this has been a constant march toward giving people uh, uh, or taking away personal lib- liberty I- I- it under the guise yeah. of this like, n- you know, vague. Evil,
2: Right. Can we can we play devil's advocate just for a moment? Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying that this is something that I believe, okay. but it is some it is a thought that has crossed my mind. So when mm-hmm. Obama was first running for president he, I, in 2008, I remember him being him making promises and telling us that he did not believe that we should sacrifice all of our liberties for right. this abstract uh, notion of feeling safe and he's done obviously an about face on that and the thought has crossed my mind well he's privy to so much information that we are not and yeah. rather than assume the worst in his character there are times where i've thought well if I knew all the information, maybe I would understand. And that's not all information that I should know or need to know or whatever the case.
0: Well, that's, so, a, that's a reasonable quandary to be in, and I've been in the same one. But then the question for me is, and this is what I wanted to ask all of you, which is, what about, you know, Is do we need to balance the Constitution with freedom? Or is the Constitution something we absolutely protect sacred? That's you know because isn't that what we're really talking about here? Because you know what, regard in other words,
2: constitution is a it's it's not a it's a living document. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The the meaning of it changes at different times, and when we're in times of war, yeah, our Mm. freedom of speech and other uh, rights are curtailed for the greater good. So uh, we just need to, I think, before we go forward.
1: And I, I honestly think that what has changed because I have those same thoughts too. Like, okay, so bad people are after us. We got to do something. Whatever you guys need, we got your back. We're America. We can get this done. But then you realize that we've been at war. For example, the war in Iraq went on longer than any war we've ever been in. We're in a constant state of war. Like there is no end to this new war that we're in. Like the the enemy is so vague that he is he will continue forever. And then I I feel like that is different than at any point in our history before. And that's what scares me, is that there's no definable end to what we're actually doing, which makes me believe that there's not actually, you know, evil out there that they're saying there is, other than there is, of course, actual...
2: But keep But keep in mind that the information that... President Obama and his administration gets to see. It's not abstract for them. It's abstract for us. Well, it's and I don't doubt
1: that President Obama thinks that he is doing the right thing. And no doubt that's part of his about face, that he is protecting the American people from real threats. But but I, ju- I just feel that that, that it's not... What am I trying to say? That-
0: we don't give our president the permission to modify the Constitution. That's the executive power issue that we're giving the our chief executive so much more power. And what, okay, what rights or what what part of the Constitution is he breaking by doing this spying? Does anybody know? like specifically? Our privacy
2: rights are private and but and privacy are there rights really are imp, they're implied okay. in various amendments i mean it's not like freedom of press which is so explicit but right. the the supreme court which we were just talking about has said that we have privacy rights that are derived from different amendments okay
0: and free, freedom of press is one of the of, is one of the things that's definitely definitely right, uh, right. Going absolutely against. so isn't it to me i mean the Constitution is a living document, but unless we change it by making an amendment – I mean, some things are very specific, like the freedom of the press – so shouldn't the, our president, who swore in his oath of office to uphold the Constitution of the United States before anything else, as does, all, as does everyone who works for the government, um, as far as I know, have to, have to pledge that – Shouldn't he have to stick by that unless we change that document? I mean, isn't that what our system is based on? And if he is not doing that, then to me, I feel like that's what Osama bin Laden wanted in the first place. I feel right. like he was a genius who has achieved his goal, which is to fuck us up and, you know, and ruin us from the inside out. Turn well, us on of, ourselves.
2: Think about when the Uh, Bush, George W. Bush administration decided that they weren't going to allow pictures of the flag draped caskets Mm -hmm. to be released to the media. And that was the first, this is, that was the first time in U.S. history that the press didn't have the right to release those photos. And we see, you know, so it starts off a little bit, and I, and I get your point and I get Wanda's point as well, because it's kind of like, um, the best analogy that I can give is one that my friend regarding gay rights uh, posted on my Facebook with these little freedoms that were being given, <laughs> which mm. fly in the face of the freedoms that we are actually guaranteed and the rights that were actually guaranteed in the Constitution. It's like the Bush administration is stealing our car and then being nice for giving us a for ride in the it, car that he stole from us. Yeah,
0: for letting mm-hmm. us – right, exactly, yeah. What do you think, Raymond? Why Why did you say Americans need to sh- shape up? Uh,
3: well – so what what is going on now is that is that China has been giving a huge card in their PR battle uh, with America, um, and what the president needs to do is to is to turn this around a little bit. Um, I don't know exactly what, but because I don't know U.S. politics like you you guys do, but what I see from Norway is that. Um, Let's go after the guy. Let's make this a story about the cat and the mouse. Where is Snowden? Is this in Moscow? Is this mm. in, you know, wherever? And, um, oh, yeah, we need to protect your, you know, citizens of the United States. Um, but the fact is, this is not just about the United States. You know, you're listening right. to, you know, you have the, the British GCHQ or whatever um, listening to all kinds of data from Europe um, you have German uh, members of parliament, I think it was, who this week or last week sent a letter to to the UK asking, you know, what's actually going on. In Norway, we are like, oh, um, <laughs> they had a meeting with, uh, I think it was in Washington, they had a meeting with the US people and they were like, Okay, we heard the 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 American response, their explanation and we are happy. Um so that's Norway in a nutshell. Um I'm really worried Aren't Norwegians always happy though. Yes, yes, at least when it comes to US politics, uh mostly. <laughs> uh we, we gave we gave Obama the peace prize a few months after he came into office so. without
1: actually ever doing anything really. <laughs> Yeah, that exactly. was funny. You are a funny bunch.
2: So, um, two <laughs> That's questions. Like I- That's like having an orgasm before the person has stuck the penis
3: inside you.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like giving Wanda Wisdom the prize for, I don't know, integration or something. <laughs>
3: there, there are two questions I have. Um, what's okay. going on with China here? And uh, the other one is Is there a re- real risk for a balkanization of the internet?
0: What? I'm sorry, a what of the Organization of the internet. What does that mean? So,
1: compartmentalizing yeah. the internet. Basically, certain people have to be in certain places and start okay. limiting who can access what.
0: Yeah.
3: So, the kill switch in the U.S., uh, you have the Chinese firewall, you have Saudi Arabia, you have even South Korea. South Korea um, searches for North Korea are censored. Um, mm-hmm. interesting enough so I'm, I'm worried about that because what is happening now is that China has actually received uh, a trump card which is Snowden uh, right. strangely, strangely enough uh, in the peer battle because before um, like two months ago uh, America said to China stop uh, stop mm-hmm. spying on us mm-hmm. and hacking us on. And now China can say, "Well, look at your own—you know, look at NSA." See, that's the thing about
0: Snowden that threw me, because that's the one thing that makes me kind of a little bit against him. Is that he gave—you know—it's it was wonderful and right of him and heroic of him to tell on how on what what our government is doing to our own people that's illegal. But to give to tell us what China to tell China what we're doing. That's a totally different ballgame. That's because that is somewhat treasonous, in my opinion, because now you are really are aiding the enemy. I mean, they're clearly um, going both ways in this. I mean, this is they're they're having a cyber war. The Chinese uh, have attacked, you know, American companies many, many times and that's been proven. And this is, you know, that's like a cyber war. So I think it's a totally different ball game for him to say, "Oh, guess what, Hong Kong, you guys are being spied on too." And I feel like he probably did that to get a to get a lift out of the country.
1: Well, I was yeah. going to say, "Yeah, he used he played his cards so that he could stay but, alive." But <laughs> that
0: but that ruined a shitload of credibility. You know what I mean? Because if you're going to go to do what he did, you know, and be heroic, you're going to give up everything, but yet you're going to just to well get to, at least I, I don't know.
1: At least he disabused himself of the notion of being a hero because that, you know, in a right. way is is sort of a false. Like if you had if you're if you sit on that path, then you're missing the the greater point. So for uh-huh. him to at least fall upon his own sword, if you will, and sort of, you know, show us that he's not a hero in, you know, the classic sense. So he gave us the gift of the information and now we need to not, you know, hold him up too unnecessarily high in our esteem and and at least just stop looking at him as a person and and more importantly look at the information that he gave us. And right. Find out because you know there are other people out there like mm. him because again this is this notion of of telling the story around the context of one person. You know that there have to be other people that feel the same way he does. Mm and hope we must hope that we continue to have people like him to come forward and let us know because really we 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 don't even know what to argue about for the most part because it's because we well, just don't know it's just this weird
0: orwellian doublespeak that you have on one hand you have all these uh administration officials saying no this isn't true we don't spy on our own people yet at the same time you have an international manhunt to bring him back for to you know to extradite him and put him in jail forever yeah. And why? Because he told about, lies?
1: What did you guys think about the response by the president? I think it was, was it yesterday or the day before, where he's like, I'm not going to move heaven and earth for this, you know, 29-year-old hacker.
0: That, I think they're just, that's fucked up, because they're just, it just shows how, dysfunctional that administration are is for internal communications because that was just, they fucked that whole thing up. I mean, just from a political point of view because, or an administrative point of view, because they went out and they said, this guy is a, a, he's treason, treason, treason he's a spy. Well, because of that that, if it's a political crime they don't have to extradite him. So they fucked up their own thing that way now they're doing what they should have done and pretend he's just, you know, a two-bit criminal or something so I, I don't know, I think I think that's just a big administrative fuck up and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I think the problem with Obama is he does not communicate. I mean, this is my based on a bunch of just general articles I've read about his administration over the years that he does not know how to communicate. He insulates himself. He doesn't like being chummy with people. He doesn't enjoy forming relationships. He isolates himself and he trusts his advisors who show him the world as they want him to see it.
2: It sounds like my father.
0: He's dead, though. I know. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Music. Your daddy's dead. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, how do, so, Raymond, having been in that position where you're so close to a terrorist event, do you think we need to, is there a balance to be
3: struck? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, I guess one thing is what can be technically done. And what can be done today is really amazing um another thing is what should be done and uh, a third thing is um how do we talk about it what i really um is making me sad about this is how we are not we are not talking about these issues we are talking about the guy and a, you know is he a hero or a villain or mm-hmm. this and that and it's just uh, you know a cloud uh, cloak and daggers um
0: as opposed to the issue of what it is that we are actually doing.
3: Yeah. Yes. What is In January, when, when my uncle was, um, was kidnapped by the terrorists, um, I don't think, again, I don't think any amount of snooping electronically using um, our ISPs or whatever would help. Okay. Because already today, there's been leaks in Algeria the last weeks because they have their own, you know, messed up situation there with uh, the with, um, uh, military. Um, there were leaks that already weeks before the events in January, there were, there were you know, rumors about this happening. Even before 9-11, come on. NSA had tons and tons of information about something big coming going to happen, but they didn't know when and where. Mm-hmm. So in Algeria, the, the, you know, you saw all of these... Something is happening, but you don't know when and where. Uh, Stato, the Norwegian oil company, they uh, I think a year earlier they had, you know, Norwegian should be really careful in this area of of, um, Algeria, close to Libya, because of the situation in Libya, blah, blah. Um, So we have all of these warnings, and then, you know, you didn't manage to stop it. So the American president or some, someone said that we, because of prison we stopped fifty attacks after nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay, how can we? How? Why should we believe you? Right. I mean, um, if if something worked, okay, then yeah, great. If it didn't work, we need more money. We need to spy more on you guys. So I think the balance should be way back from where we are now. To answer the question, <laughs> match. Mm-hmm. Um, the balance should be on stop it. Stop 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 spying on, on, on people like that. But of course that's that's illusionary. That will never happen. We are technically down the slippery slope. We cannot ever get up. Even so, though we might we might want to, but mm-hmm. we will never get up there where you know this this Skype conversation or whatever, you know, it's going to be online and it's going to be analyzed by at least four machines. Yeah. But what about... What's, what
0: could have stopped it? Anything? I mean, aside... For, or are you saying what could have stopped it is our American hegemony in the first place, or what? Um, I, I don't know which... I mean,
3: it wasn't... What?
0: Yeah, I don't even know. I th- what
3: mm-hmm. I think what it could have stopped it is... Um, cultural understanding. This sounds so tree-hugging, 60s flower power. Mm-hmm. But I think... I think also and and I I don't know
1: because I'm so woefully I, my understanding of what's actually going on is so sadly pathetic but it seems to me that a that at the very least a skepticism a very strong and an actual skepticism, like putting that into actions of the government by its people, like as a people, we need to be more institutionally skeptical or there need to be more built in checks and balances in the systems that we have. Like if we're going to be a democracy, we're going to have to make hard decisions together as a group and we're going to have to do some things that we probably don't always uh, uh, we probably don't always wish we wish we wouldn't have to do certain things. Probably so. As a mm. group, we're going to have to listen mm. in a, on occasion, perhaps. But mm. at the very least, it seems like we could set up institutions that are far more uh, cynically um, skeptical of one another, so that you know, like things, check and balance. Yeah, like it seems like there could be more checks and balances to sort of. Um, at least slow or be more methodical about the process. What scares me is that you've got all these people saying, oh, don't worry, we've got it covered. Well, I don't know if they're saying, you know, like, for example, the Congress will say the president's informed us or the NSA has informed us of these, you know, of the things that are going on. So we're good. Well, I don't know if you're saying that because they're blackmailing you with things they've recorded you saying or doing that you're afraid for your own skin. I mean, I can't trust you. So I feel like if if we could build systems that were more skeptical, maybe we could at least slow this, you know, what seems to be inevitable march towards. You know what more. I think
0: is. um um Although nobody's really asked, just kidding. But um, what I think is being a kind of hacker person since I was like 13, you know, um, I think the answer really is kind of do protect yourself, protect your own personal data. That's all I can do. I know how to protect myself. I can encrypt data. There's new companies forming like there's one uh, I would like to share the name of it really quickly, but it's it's a communications uh, app that secures the hell out of whatever it is you 're doing it 's very complicated i don 't understand it yet um, you know there are ways to secure your your own personal data and your own personal communications because it 's a game of ma- cat and mouse so i don 't see any cure for the inst for the whole system. I see that the only cure is one on one being ahead of the game, being smart, educating yourself as a citizen as an individual. The name of the software i 'm talking about is Secrypt, s e e c r ypt
1: but can i play devil's advocate for just a moment don't you almost have to not play the game at all because when you do play that game of cat and mouse that just gives the that just gives some red meat to the people that are like so then they just find out a better way to spy on you that's
0: how it works yes that is how it works that's how it's worked for years that's how hacking works that's how iphone jailbreaking works that's how that is how it works but the only but the way to lose that is by not doing anything.
3: I well, think what is what you're talking now is just for the elites, and we need to look at the, yeah. the the rights of of the people, not the elites like us. I mean, come on, um, you're talking about about um, encrypted messaging. How many people I, are actually doing that? Five percent, one percent.
0: Right, but that's that's how uh, that's how despondent I am about the situation. Is I just don't see any sort of remedy aside we from. Need-
3: We need more journalists like uh, whatever his name is, um, the Guardian. Greenwald, Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, yeah, more guys like him. Mm -hmm. He needs to have um, more support. We need to have make sure that uh, you know if the the smear campaigns he's been under the last weeks is uh, hilarious. I was reading his blog about it. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah. going back in his you know almost his childhood
0: he was in porn right he did it he was a porn I, it gave me hope because he was in pornography and now he's doing this wonderful journalism I thought well he might like, <laughs> be a role model for me
3: yeah so um, I think I think uh, independent journalism is is uh, what you need to to do um, to do more of um, and but in terms of of governments you know I think United Nations despite all this Millions of laws. Yeah. You can't. You can't have a U.S. centric point of view on this. Well, that
1: presumes that those institutions then can be made to actually. I don't know. Work and not be a fr- you know not be overly concerned that somebody's pulling the strings. You know, and it's really just a matter of which country has I agree. enough enough power to pull the strings because i think right now most people would assume that the united state people would assume that the united states sort of you know bullies its way at the u.n
0: yeah why can't we bring encryption to the masses i mean why why should that be such a difficult thing i admitting that it's illegal well, now why does it need to aren't be
1: gonna, i mean think about i don't know think about think about the people that you're sitting on the bus with when you're going to and fro
0: you mean Are taking pictures of out encryption they, but see that's that's a failure of the technology. I mean it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be any harder than, you know, texting somebody. Is what I'm saying. I mean why I don't
2: ride the bus.
0: Yeah. Well, hmm because you're racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know who the real racist is. <laughs> anyway. I mean, it's really a technology. It's a problem that's directly involved, to, related to technology. Maybe the solution is to, is a technical one.
3: I just wanted to, you know, bring. You talked about the America and the UN. Mm-hmm. What they have seen in the last weeks is also the the reach, the end of the American influence. They didn't manage to get Hong Kong to give him over. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't manage to get Putin to give him over. Yeah. Um, so what is what is happening now is that you have this, this you know this play between China, Russia, right, and the and the US. I don't know who else. Maybe Iran, European Union. Maybe Iran. Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hegemony of the, of the US is in some is really over.
0: It's become um, hilarious. I mean, it's it, it's comical because to see. It's become so bad, America's influence, that, I mean, anybody who knows the character of China and Putin, you know Putin and Russia is is going to, knew that, of course, they're not going to say yes to America on this. Of course not. But in a, but a way it that's hilarious. kind
1: of heartening, the fact that countries don't bend over backwards yeah. any longer to do exactly what the United States does. Now, Don't don't mistake that for cultural hegemony or, you know, other aspects mm-hmm. of, you know, the United States that are still... You know, like it or don't, extremely strong. But it seems to me that that that's almost that. It, a, is. That's it a, is that's progress. The and fact I've, that yeah. Hong Kong,
0: I found they, it and hilarious. not even
1: China. We're talking about you know the the whatever the designation is for Hong Kong. It's a Harpo to,
0: mark sound, you know, Hong Kong
1: to, to basically say. <laughs> Oh, you didn't get
0: his middle name right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. What was that they say on Little Britain? Computer says no. Yes, computer says no.
1: <laughs>
0: That's Sorry, Mr. Obama.
1: Yeah, that gives me some hope that yeah. at least, and I think, you know, I, I know this is such a bad, uh, forgive me, but I, I, list, I read the uh, book, I don't remember the title. It's about Hillary Clinton, this reporter who followed her around for years and years when she was a secretary of state. One of the things that she talked about Hillary doing consistently was trying to point out to foreign governments and institutions that we, the United States, are not here to solve their problems or to mediate all of the different problems. that um, the Because a lot of countries will look to us to solve the problems, for example, the Middle East. As if assuming that it's the United States' role and responsibility to solve this problem. Now, again, (laughs) not getting in the weeds of that particular issue. To me, the takeaway was, you know, it's a good thing for us to not be considered a world power. Where some people might be afraid of what that means, the more the world sort of has to, you know, argue and figure things out amongst itself without one or two people telling them what to do
0: well except that's, for the fact that we give certain countries in the middle east billions and billions of dollars it kind of makes us responsible you know and when we uh, take over and occupy one of the countries that also makes us somewhat of a player you know so i think that's kind of i don't know hypocritical in a way i've heard well of and
1: again it. i'm i'm being very i'm uh, it's simply the notion take uh, taking that notion away from Uh, just reading that book and not again trying to be too terribly specific about it I just I like the idea that somebody at least is saying like that we as Americans are not thinking of ourselves as having to solve the world's problems that you know we we like to think that we can figure everything out I just like that we don't have to always
0: think that way um should we wrap up because we've gone kind of over yeah um I've so okay bye from me and thanks a so Raymond. <laughs> that's it <laughs> just don't hang up when we're done no 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 i mean i'll play this song and then you can talk but don't hang up when we're done because i have a technical thing i wanted to discuss it's not bad What's is it a name?
2: yeast infection uh
0: well should just, we thank know, our
2: guest for crying ke- outside keep vamping because yes. i gotta
0: find the outgoing theme song so
2: and raymond i'm sorry to hear about your uncle
3: yeah well that's life i guess some for some people I'm, but yeah, I, I enjoy being on the, sh- on the show. I listen to it not as often as I should, but I do.
0: Well, it wasn't on that really often <laughs> as it should.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. It, how old is this show now?
0: Since 2005. Do you know that we are almost. We started in 2005. Wow.
1: Yeah, I was 30, so eight years. Ugh,
0: I was. <laughs>
2: That's so scared. In
0: my 50s. Um. Okay. Don't I was
2: just five.
0: I said already said bye. 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 bye.